Oh, friends, oh, friends, oh, friends, do I have a story for you. <laughs> it is nice to be back. So before we get into this latest episode of Strange Places, which I have a do's for you, you're going to like this one. And uh, yeah, I won't get too much into it right now. We're doing the Saltway Firth Spaceman. We'll get into that here in a second. But I don't know if you could hear it in my voice. I don't know if I sound 100% there yet. Uh, this is the first recording I've done since getting COVID. On a little side note before we get into it here, or a preface, I should say, on August 16th, I started feeling really, really sick. And um, thinking it was the flu, you know, a little bit at first. Flu. Flu. Okay. <laughs> Testing my microphone. But I thought it was a flu a little bit at first, you know. And then I noticed, hey, things are a little different. This isn't quite fluy. So uh, when I got a COVID test, ended up being positive. And I know everybody, you know, reacts to it differently. Everybody has a different experience. You know, COVID beat my ass. And my girlfriend is still, since August 16th, she is still down for the count as we speak. It, 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 it was absolutely horrible. My heart goes out to everybody who gets this crap. And, um, it, it, you know, just on a personal note here, it's been two weeks since I've recorded anything, anything. I put the podcast on, uh, um, you know, hiatus for a couple weeks. I'm going to attempt <laughs> that here tomorrow, but, um, this I could do because this one is a lot more subdued. I'm not shouting for 40 minutes straight, you know, but, uh, I just wanted to first, you know, before getting into the episode, thank everybody. Um, everybody, the Facebook group, friends, the patrons, for all the love and support, calling and checking up on me. And when they call and I don't answer, not calling back three, four, five times and assuming I'm asleep, which is more than likely what it was. When I got hungry, I ate. When I got tired, I slept. And I slept a lot. It was just one of those things where I'm, I always got to be doing something. You know, I always have to be working. I got to be busy. And it was really weird. <laughs> Just, you know, sleeping, letting my body sleep. Uh, I would rather have the flu than this. Uh, it, it was it was absolutely horrible. And I'm still getting over it. I'm not quite there yet. I'd say about 90%. So I, uh, before we get into this, I just wanted to um, tell everybody thanks for the love. Thanks for the support. Thanks for the phone calls. Thanks for the messages. Thanks to those who helped us get groceries. You know, stuff like that while we were in quarantine. So, the uh, Hallmark moment, squishy stuff aside. <laughs> I had to say that, though. This is my first recording since COVID, so let's get into it. Now, I'm going to be uh, telling you about the Solway Firth Spaceman. If you don't know about this one, it is a bit of a doozy. So, pay attention. We'll learn something. The Solway Firth Spaceman, also known as the Solway Spaceman, or I've, I've even I've, I've heard it referred to also as the Cumberland Spaceman, is a figure seen in a photograph that was taken in 1964 by a fireman, a photographer, and a local historian, Jim Templeton. Uh, he unfortunately passed away in November of 2011. But uh, he did leave quite a story behind. The picture was taken on Berg Marsh, situated near Berg by Sands, 
which, where is this place? Uh, it's a village and civil parish in the city of Carlisle, District of Columbia, England. And I'm looking up pictures of it now. Pretty cool looking place. A picture was taken on Bergmarsh. Now, Templeton claimed that the photograph shows a background figure wearing a spacesuit and insisted that he did not see anyone present when the photograph was taken. The image was reproduced widely in contemporary newspapers and gained the interest of many a ufologist. Now, like with every episode of Strange Places, we're going to talk about the factual stuff, just tell you about the whatever we're talking about, and then at the end I'll give you, you know, my kind of common sense opinion. <laughs> I, I, uh, there is a lot of Fox Mulder in me. Okay. I do want to believe. I don't consider myself more of an Agent Scully. I'm kind of in between. I'm a Fox Mulder who wants to believe, but, uh, you know, isn't just going to buy every story. This ain't the History Channel. <laughs> and I like to think I have a bit of common sense, too. And thank you to everybody who's listened to every episode of Strange Places so far. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> offered their their opinions and, you know, saying, hey, you know, you kind of rearranged my thinking of this a little bit and good take on it, you know, and stuff like that. And I just say, well, I mean, sometimes you just have to you have to acknowledge the fact that there are things that happen that are not of this world. We can't explain everything. We don't know everything. We can't find out what makes up what. 80% of the matter in the universe. We don't know what's causing its very expansion. <clears throat> you know, and uh, why is it, why, is it, why it's speeding up, right? Well, we, we can't, we haven't even explored most of our ocean. You got to be a pretty, um, <laughs> I can't even think of the word. You got to be uh, a pretty close-minded individual to think that we got all this figured out. We do not. So at the end, I'll kind of give you my opinion here, which uh, you'll, you'll find my opinion of this one very interesting. So back to it. Journalist David Clark. He posed an explanation for the anomaly in the photograph, which I'll admit is a pretty, a pretty compelling looking photo. Uh, what the photo is, is he took a photo of his daughter. Make a nice little pose for the camera, smiling. Um, that is a cropped picture okay yeah sitting there holding a flower you know with the pretty grass in the background and we have the anomaly itself which uh upon first glance straight up looks like a, a freaky uh, a freakishly tall uh figure wearing some kind of spacesuit in the background at first glance he said in a 2014 bbc interview david clark i'm talking about he concluded that the figure was the photo photographer's wife standing with her back towards the camera, her blue dress appearing white due to overexposure. Now, if, if you guys haven't seen this photo, you really, really should look it up and make yourselves familiar with it uh, before we really, really start diving into this. Because when I offer my explanation here, which I think you'll find a bit surprising, especially coming from me, uh, I'm going to refer to some pretty specific things about it. So know this photo well. As far as the photograph itself, on May 23rd, 1964, Jim Templeton, 
who we said before, fire, fire, uh, firefighter from Carlisle, Cumberland, now part of Cumbria, for anybody who wants to know, took three photographs of his five-year-old daughter while on a day trip to Bergmarsh. Templeton said the only other people on the marshes that day were a couple of old women sitting in a car on the far end of the marsh. In a letter to the Daily Mail in 2002, Templeton stated, I took three pictures of my daughter Elizabeth in a similar pose and was shocked when the middle picture came back from Kodak displaying what looks like a spaceman in the background. Templeton insists that he did not see the figure until after his photographs were developed, and analysts at Kodak confirmed that the photo was indeed genuine, and everything in that photo was there at the time of taking it. You know what Kodak does. <laughs> Which I, I think that's a really, uh, side note, I think that's a really funny thing. When uh, you have anomalous photographs like that, and they say, well, this was confirmed by Kodak. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I don't know why everybody just goes to Kodak. Aren't there other companies that do this? But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> but they're not saying, yeah, there's an alien in that picture. Or, hey, Bigfoot really was in that photo. No. They're just saying that every element in that photo was there at that scene while it was taken. There was nothing superimposed or double exposed or anything like that. As far as the explanation of the spaceman, according to UFO book author David Clark, again, same guy, 2014, in 2014, rather, the spaceman, he says, is most likely Templeton's wife, Annie, who was present at the time and was seen on another photograph taken that day. He says, and I quote, I think for some reason his wife walked into the shot and didn't see her because with that particular make of camera, you only see about 70% of what was in the shot through the viewfinder, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we'll get into that here in a second. <clears throat> and, I mean, this is just one of those things. The Saltwave first spaceman. People are going to be talking about this until the end of time, no matter what kind of explanation we pose. It is an odd photograph. Templeton himself stated, I took the picture to the police. And this is another quote here. This is direct here. <laughs> okay. I do my homework. I took the picture to the police in Carlisle, who, after many doubts, examined it and stated there was nothing suspicious about it. The local newspaper, the Cumberland News, picked up the story and within hours, it was all over the world. The picture is certainly not a fake, he says, and I'm as bemused as anyone as to how this figure appeared in the background. Over the four decades, the photo has been released in the public domain. I've had many thousands of letters from all over the world with various ideas or possibilities, most of which make little sense to me. Templeton said that after the photo was published. So, okay, so from what I gather here, after doing my homework and looking at this, he was convinced that there was something anomalous and strange, spaceman, let's say, in the photo. Templeton said... Oh, he didn't straight up say anything, so let's not assume. But from what I gather, he thought that the photograph contained something paranormal, supernatural, extraterrestrial, what have you. He did say, Templeton, that after the photograph was published, he was visited by two men who said they were from the government, who refused to show their ID, and that they said they worked for the government and that they were only identified by number. After taking them into the site where the photos were taken... He says, Templeton said that when he 
explained he had not seen the figure at the time, the men became angry and drove away, leaving him to walk home. <laughs> In September of 1964, Templeton dismissed the two men as frauds, saying, it looks like a leg pull to me. I'm sure the men were not security agents. And what I'm looking at right now, as we speak, a BBC Look North interview and a letter to the Daily Mail. Templeton also said that a Blue Streak missile launch at the, I'm going to say this wrong, Woomera Test Range in South Australia had been aborted because the figures of two large men were seen on, seen on the firing range. He alleged that the technicians later saw his photograph in an Australian newspaper and found the figures to be exactly the same. Responding to a request from ufologists to know if the photo was of interest to the authorities, a British Ministry of Defense official said that Templeton photo was of no interest to them. We can dismiss that. That's what they say about everything. <laughs> In 1996, Templeton and his now adult daughter, Elizabeth Dobson, were interviewed by a reporter from the Scottish newspaper. Not even going to try to pronounce that. Let's just call it The Courier. <laughs> With Elizabeth commenting, we get a lot of hassle from, we get a lot of, ha uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't speak. We get a lot of hassle from people like you, the press, but I was really young and can't remember much. I think it was somebody from another planet. It's pretty selfish of us to think that we are not the only intelligent form of life. And see, what well, I, I find that kind of an odd statement. She dismisses it and then at the same time makes a definitive statement. Did you catch that? We get a lot of hassle from people. This is a quote. I'm not paraphrasing. We get a lot of hassle from people like you, the press, but I was really young and can't remember much. Okay? She just got finished saying that. Next sentence. I think it was somebody from another planet. That's, that's, a, that's a hell of an observation when you just said you can't remember Jack Diddley squat. And then a blanket statement to cover that. It's pretty selfish of us to think that we are not the only intelligent form of life. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so I, I did take that as it is. We'll get into that further here in a second. In a 2011 interview in The Courier, shortly before his death, Templeton, then 91 years old, said that Elizabeth and grandson Thomas were taking over as custodians of his 20,000, wow, 20,000 image historical library. Yeah, guy was a, a historian. Um it's it's a really it's a really really strange photo looks like it was taken on a pretty decent higher end camera back in the 60s got a little girl in the foreground holding some flowers sitting on a grassy hill and you have this figure in the background looks a little too tall <laughs> the perspective is a bit off um, a lot of people say that the angle of the person standing doesn't match the angle of the hill. I don't see that. Uh, I don't see any mis mismatched angles here. I think the angle matches perfectly, honestly. But there's this figure standing there, and it's hard to make out what the hell it is. And uh, what would be its, if it was standing facing the camera, by the way, if it's... Uh, standing there facing the camera its left arm is slightly bent kind of like you know holding its waist at, at a kind of an odd looking angle it's, it's a weird picture 
This was taken on a bright summer's day in 64. And, uh, you know, he says we went on a normal outing and picked our spot. Uh, we sat down and said, now we'll get some photos uh, with you in the new dress. Uh, never expected this to happen. By this, he meant worldwide media attention and decades of debate over the mysterious figure shown behind Miss Elizabeth. For ufologists, it was clear. Well, of course it was. And I'm not knocking ufologists. I would love to be one. <laughs> Mufon, hire me. I don't care if you need a janitor, boy. But, uh, I mean, I believe in this stuff. But I'm not going to jump to everything. We Everything has to be looked at with some... Uh, I, 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 there's nothing wrong with being skeptical. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Being objective. Looking at something as it is. Examining the facts as they are. Not reaching, not stretching. For ufologists, most of them, it's clear without even using their brains. A white suit. What appears to be a helmet. A dark visor. Mr. Templeton, they believed, had photographed a spaceman. And other than his wife, Annie, and the two people you know, in the car, the two old ladies, the Carlisle firemen mentioned he had not seen anyone else that day on Bergmarsh. It was, he said, only when the chemist who processed the pictures pointed out the shot had been spoiled by a figure that he realized uh, there had been somebody or something, something <laughs> present. Um, Kodak, let's look, let's look at their end of it. They said the same and even offered a reward to anyone who could prove the photo was faked. Reward was never claimed, but media frenzy, frenzy uh, ensued. It came to the attention of the local paper, Cumberland News. Let's examine this, okay? From there, it ran and ran and ran. It was picked up by the, by the Daily Mail and Express. Um, Mr. Templeton, as you would expect, began receiving letters from all over the world. Some people claimed it was a spirit. Others believed Jim or his daughter had psychic powers they had not been aware of, and it manifested in the photo. And it just gets weirder and weirder. Then the visit from the two men in black, quote-unquote. Perhaps the strangest turn of events was a link. Uh, this is something that we have to examine. A link to the planned launch of a Blue Streak missile in South Australia. This is the weird part about this. Now, just days after Templeton had taken the photograph, that missile test on the other side of the world was aborted by technicians who reported seeing two men in the firing range. And um, I, I'd like to see some solid proof on this. I'm seeing stories, but I researched my butt off. I can't find squat. This is hearsay. However, upon later seeing the Solway Spaceman picture on the front page of a Australian newspaper, they were said to be stunned. Said by who? <laughs> as the figure looked the same as the figures they saw close to the missile. The plot thickened as the blue streak had been built at RAF um, in uh, Cumbria, just a few miles from where Mr. Templeton photographed Elizabeth. And as the story gathered momentum, it was also claimed that a UFO had been seen at Woomera. So could these incidents really be linked to events in Cumbria? Uh, no. Um... Because uh, this is why this is why I talk about proof here. There is black and white film of the aborted launch. That they did abort a launch at that time. That happened. 
uh, I throughout my research on this, I came across all the paperwork and the MOD files. Uh, it turned out that the film was at the Imperial War Museum in London, and you can look it up online. It looked like a triangle of light to me. Looked like a lens flare. <laughs> As for the technician's claim of seeing two men in the firing range, there is no photographic record that that sighting happened. Regardless, Mr. Templeton's picture had tapped into a public interest, fired up. It, it, it tapped, you know, into a public interest, as I said, fired up by the space race between the U.S. and the Soviets. There was a huge series of photos, usually taken with box brownie cameras, which they were called at the time. Cool name. <laughs> Showing flying saucers like you would see in Doctor Who, War of the Worlds, B-movies. Looking today, some seem naive. But Jim is such a distinctive picture. Templeton. He's a, I, I saw some interviews with him. He's a, he's a bit of a character. The image behind the little girl was... It looks just like a NASA astronaut upon first glance. Now, let's... Uh, See, this is an odd thing. I mean, at the time, let's look at the time the photo was taken. It struck a chord with the themes of that day, and some of the UFO lore of the 1950s and 60s became attached to it. And I won't, uh, I, I wouldn't dismiss even some people taking some inspiration from that photo. It looks like you know, something that walked off the set of the thing from another world. It really does. For Dr. Clark, who has a PhD in folklore, may I add, stories such as the Solway Spaceman follow a very well-worn, let's say, tradition. Ever since the invention of photography, there have been pictures of angels, fairies, and spirits. A lot were explained by lens flare or had been tampered with, but it fed into greater spiritualism in the 19th century. Changed everything. If Templeton had taken that photo in 1864 instead of 1964, he would have taken it to the spiritualist church and they would have sh showed it as a ghost. And uh, I, <laughs> people who have been analyzing paranormal photos as a career, they still re receive steady streams of new cases annually. But every time, this is the one that comes up. It's a very famous case as far as uh, you want to test your salt as far as analyzing photographs. This is the one you tackle. People now have access to Photoshop, CGI. If someone wants to fake something, they don't have to put a cardboard cut out in the garden and hang it from fishing line anymore. So what could explain... The Solway Spaceman photo. Could it be a hoax? Well, a lot of people, um, including uh, Templeton, let's look at him first. He came away absolutely convinced that this happened, that, that there was some kind of entity in that photo. He very convincingly uh, told the men in black story with uh, a lot of conviction, you know, that it happened. Uh, it's, it, it's just, it, it's, it's odd. One of the strangest images, I don't know. There's just, uh, <laughs> I've seen, see, this is, this is what I always thought. 
if you have a picture of a UFO or an alien, you know, whatever, generally from what I've seen, the ones that I believe are legit, which are very, very few, the ones that you think are, oh my God, there's no way that's real. The craziest stuff is the ones that me, myself, I cannot prove. Call me the paranormal and, you know, <laughs> extraterrestrial kind of evidence or, you know, strange places gumshoe here. I've been reading about this stuff since I was a little kid. I've always been fascinated by everything like this. And it's usually the stuff that you think, oh, there's no way that's real. It's the stuff that's the hardest to explain. Now, what do we think about the Solway for Spaceman? I'm going to give you my take on it. And we just need to look at this just like we looked at the Dyatlov Pass incident. Let's take everything one step at a time. Because, uh, yeah, I'm not going to give you my verdict yet, okay? We'll look at everything one at a time. Now, the failed missile launch, which really did happen. There's video of it. There's a light in the footage. I've seen it myself. I'm sorry, but it looks like a damn lens flare. There is nothing in that footage. I've looked at it over and over. I bumped the contrast. I put it through filters. I've seen it every which way, stabilized everything. It's not a UFO in that <laughs> footage. There's just not. No government aircraft, no alien spacecraft, no Black Knight satellite, nothing. That is a damn lens flare. I'm telling you, it's not a UFO. And another reason why we can rule that out is because we have no proof that that missile launch was halted because spacemen were seen on the runway. This is all word of mouth hearsay stuff. We have to dismiss that. You're, you know, like, like I said in the last episode, eyewitness testimony is the lowest form of evidence that you could present. I don't even think it should be used in courts because a lot of things, a lot of different stimuli can change what your brain is interpreting, especially as time passes. Your brain, your eyes are kind of an unreliable instrument. They don't record anything. And what you retain is your brain you know, let, think of your favorite birthday you've ever had, right? <laughs> As time passes, the memory degrades and your brain, this is scientifically proven, will fill in gaps for you without you even knowing it. Will it change red candles to blue? Nothing that extreme, but your brain does change things. Now, we don't have any evidence that the missile launch in Australia... And these missiles being built right by where this photo was taken. We don't have evidence of that. Sorry, but that piece of evidence has to go. Because all we have is the word of Mr. Templeton. Nobody from the range. Nobody from that time who worked there. Nobody outside of Mr. Templeton himself. We have some very, I'll say it like it is, shitty, grainy, lens flary footage that's barely identifiable to back him up on that. Um... So uh, that piece of evidence gone. We can shoot it down. So with that one <laughs> explained, I think it's very interesting 
Because if we were to sit here and if you were to ask me, okay, Billy, I'm going to give you a million dollars right now. I want you to prove definitively for once and for all, what was the Solway Firth spaceman? I want you to prove it. This is how I would do it. Me being a common sense guy, which it seems like not a lot of people, <laughs> I'm not knocking anybody. Not a lot of people who study this stuff. They want so much to believe in this stuff. And I do too. That they're willing to not, uh, they're just, they have a tendency to not tackle things one at a time. Like a detective would, you know, like a, like you would examine, say, a crime scene, something, you know, they, they pick and choose pieces. I want, I, I, trust me, trust me. I want there to be a spaceman in that photo. I really, really do. In my heart of hearts, kids, I really want there to be an extraterrestrial in that photo. But I got to tell you, there isn't. Now, me being logical, I look at every photograph taken on that day. That's how I'm going to examine it. So I'm looking at every photo taken on that day. The wife was there. And there's not a lot of photos of her, but she's wearing a blue dress. Oh, that's an interesting photo. Hmm. I'm looking at some ones I didn't see earlier. Uh, okay, let's tackle the angle thing first. The hill's at kind of an angle. This figure is standing at kind of a weird, uh, just like the perfect distance where you don't know exactly how tall this figure is. It looks impossibly tall. But uh, you know as well as I do, there is a five-year-old in the foreground, right? This can screw with your depth perception a little bit. You, your, your brain is kind of tricked into thinking that this is, you know, an average-sized human. This is a small child. And the angle of the hill fucks it up even more. So as far as the height of the person, the angle, the whatever, this thing is about as tall as the average adult. The angle matches. I know it messes with your eyes because it's popping right up, you know, over the girl's head. But you've got to keep in mind, this is a tiny child here. So this thing is not impossibly tall, even though your brain wants to tell you that. This is about the size of an adult. Now, skeptics think the figure in the photographs is the wife, Annie. Uh, and I agree. I'm sorry, but I agree. I think the Solway Spurth Spaceman is nothing more than a slightly overexposed picture of the wife who wandered into the photo. She's wearing a light blue dress. I think that she is tremendously overexposed in the photo. The way the arm is bent weird is not because the thing is looking into the camera. It's because she's facing away from the camera. Her hair is wafting into her you know, face creating like, <laughs> you know, kind of a, the helmet hair, as I call it, the wind is blowing at it, you know, kind of weird. But, uh, if you, it just, it, it's overexposed. That's why it looks like this solid white kind of spacesuit thing. 
Now, there are people who zoom way into this photo and see, oh, the hidden, hidden evidence. There's rivets on the, on the front of the spacesuit or the back of the spacesuit or whatever. This photo was taken in the 60s, man. You can't take these tiny little shadows. I mean, let's take them with a pretty decent camera, it looks like. Nice camera. But you can't take these little blurs and shadows and say that these are rivets in a spacesuit. We're getting, we're getting too nitpicky here. We need to examine the other photos on the day. There was another person that was with them. She was wearing a light blue dress. She's about the same height as the figure in the photo. Uh, what people see as a metallic visor, a dark visor or whatever. I see as the woman's head slightly bent. Maybe she had some kind of a hat or hood or something that had flown up. But it looks like it... it it's just the perfect storm of how the wind was blowing, the angle of the picture, the five-year-old in the foreground. Sorry, kids. I do not think at all that there is anything extraterrestrial in this photo. It's the wife. She's in the other photos. She's the height of the thing. If you That dress is so light blue that if you overexpose it even slightly... That thing is going to look like a fucking spacesuit, <laughs> and it does. Uh, Mr. Templeton, see, this is a tricky one because this man passed away in 2011. I'm not going to speak ill of the dead, and I'm not going to put words in Mr. Templeton's mouth. Sadly, he's not here to defend himself. All we have to work with is what he's said before and what he made very clear what he believed it was. He says that this thing is a spaceman, which uh, I took the photo and I've seen it like this many times. You fix that overexposure, the thing's wearing a fucking dress. But anyway, <laughs> and it is blue. It's just, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. It's the wife, man, I'm telling you. Just look at the, do me a favor. If you're one of those that's shaking your head right now and be like, oh, Billy's lost his mind. He's too skeptical. He should not have a show like this and hurt, burp, burp, burp. Look at the other photos taken on that day. Just look at them. Come on, man. It's obvious. The wife wandered into the shot. Maybe Templeton didn't know that she was there, right? Uh, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe Jim thought that the wife was behind him or getting something out of the car, taking a dump. I don't know. But uh, Kodak obviously confirmed that the figure in the photo was there when it was taken. You know, we got to rule out any kind of photographic tampering. Didn't happen. Was it a blatant hoax? <sighs> I don't think so. Um, nothing was added to the photo. This figure is three-dimensional. It doesn't look like a cardboard cutout. The shadows are all there. This thing looks like it's, it's three-dimensional. It, this isn't, you know, something that... I don't think this was a blatant hoax. I really, really don't. Um, and, you know, like I said, too, and this is tricky because Jim Templeton is not here to defend himself. So I'm going to... I'm not going to tiptoe. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say this carefully. I'm going to say this very, I'm going to say this, I'm going to choose my words here. Um, the wife wandered into the shot and he was not aware that she was anywhere in that vicinity when he took the photo 
of the little girl, of his daughter. And the wife, you know, maybe she wasn't even aware that she had wandered into the shot. Because most of the time when you wander into a fucking photograph, you're, you know, <laughs> you're having a bit of a brain fart anyway, right? So neither of them was going to be able to recall any of that. Uh, this is the part that kind of bugs me. That uh, This part that I'm going to explain here. That points to me as hoax, fakery. Is that I, I really want to say, and trust me, I, I'm trying not to disrespect somebody who's passed away and somebody who can't offer me a rebuttal. I'm just, I got to say it like it is. I'm sorry, Jim. I, I mean no disrespect. But something bugs me about your story, sir. Um, Kodak confirms what was in the photo was in the photo. Good, we got that. We dismissed the missile launch, all that stuff, because evidence not good enough. Sorry, it's not. We have to completely take that out of the equation. Wife was there that day. She was in the photo. Possible. Let's, let's, let's just put it in the realm of possibility. Let's not say that's exactly what happened. Let's just put that on the possible pile. Wife was there. We know this. Jim says another thing that is impossible to verify. That he was visited by two men in black that told him to go out to where the photo was taken. And when he said that this thing was a spaceman and, you know, <laughs> held to his story, they got pissed off and left and he had to walk home. We can't verify that either. Do I want this to be a spaceman? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want this photo to be genuine so bad. And I think there are some genuine ones out there. And we'll tackle those. We'll talk about ones that I think genuinely are photos of extraterrestrial beings. I think there are some that I cannot explain. But, ladies and gentlemen, I consider this one debunked because I can explain it. I don't want to say that Jim Templeton flat out hoaxed anything. Look at the interviews of him. <laughs> He's quite a character. God rest his soul. But I think we have a bit of a brain fart wandering into the shot. Maybe a bit of an overactive imagination. Maybe a little bullshit here and there just to, you know, make things exciting. You know, I don't know. All I know is the wife wandered into the shot. And you could say either way that Jim knew she was there, didn't know she was there. The things that he says that he heard from others, we cannot count it. We can't. Like I said, eyewitness testimony... That is the lowest form of evidence you could possibly bring up because your mind, your eyes, these tools, biological tools that you're using, this is why we have scientific tools. I'm not going to go all Neil deGrasse Tyson on you and say science is infallible. I'm just saying there's a reason why these tools exist because ours can be altered by even the slightest amounts of stimuli. Look at, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Look at optical illusions. They shouldn't be called optical illusions. They should be called brain failures because that's what they are. It's your brain's complete and utter failure of trying to make sense of this image. So it starts distorting and moving and confusing the hell out of you. That's literally what optical illusions are. Brain failures. We need to get real 
and tell ourselves that we're using biological tools that the evidence gets skewed quite easily with not a lot of stimuli there. Uh, do I wish the Solway for Spaceman was real? Oh, I, yeah, I, really. But kids, on this episode of Strange Places, I want to talk about this. All this, this, every town has a strange place. Every place, every country, every everywhere. There are strange places everyone will never run out of them. And I want to talk about these super famous ones first. If we ever run out, I promise every town has an Elm Street. We'll find something. But uh, talking about these super famous ones uh, <laughs> that I really wish were real, we're going to run into some that are debunked. And the Solway Firth Spaceman, it was the wife. There's no way you can convince me otherwise. Look at the other fucking photos taken on that day. Let's put a big BS stamp on this one. Like I said, no, <laughs> no disrespect to Jim Templeton. I'm not going to say he flat out tried to hoax it. The Men in Black story was bullshit. Uh, I, maybe. I don't know. But I'm, that's pretty unlikely. This photo is just a perfect storm of weird. The wind in the right way. and a, uh, The hill is taken at a strange angle. Obviously, the dad was sitting or crouching when he took the photo. You have a tiny little thing, <laughs> a little girl in the foreground, which fucks with your brain anyway, making you think that the girl is bigger. This was taking, taken on brownie camera, 1960s. Nice camera. But uh, think, of, think of like uh, taking something on a macro lens versus a wide angle lens, okay? It's going to make her appear bigger anyway. The angle of the hill. The weird way the arm is crooked, you know, it's just there. It's it. <laughs> there's nothing extraterrestrial in it whatsoever. Nothing paranormal in it whatsoever. I think it was just a perfect storm of weird angles, foreground things, how the photo was taken, what it was taken on, uh, the wind, what she was wearing, overexposure. It was just a perfect thing. You'll probably <laughs> you could take some people who were the same height and the same size go to the same location you'll probably have to take a million photos to recreate this <laughs> if you're even able to do it it's just one of those things it's a coin toss where the coin landed on its side it's a bottle flip down three flights of stairs and it lands on the cap that's what this photo was so anybody uh anybody <laughs> anyway i should say let me know in the comment section what you think of the solway for spaceman Look at the photo yourself. Tell me what your take on it is. Did I miss anything? Do you disagree? That's the great thing about this stuff. Even though I think the Solway for a Spaceman is completely and utterly debunked. Let me know what you think. Was it a moose attack? Yeah, I hear you. Guy who said the Otlov Pass was caused by a moose. What, a radioactive flying moose? Yeah, that's, I don't know, maybe. If anyone sees a radioactive flying moose out there, let me know. Because I'll 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 re-examine the Dyatlov Pass instead. <laughs> Driving a car, by the way, because remember it had like concussive power, didn't cause any damage to the outside of the body. So we're looking for a flying, exploding, radioactive moose. So if those exist, let me know in the comments as well. <laughs> let me know what you think about the Solway for a spaceman. I want to hear your opinions. Let's get a discussion going. Thanks for listening to this episode of Strange Places. It's really nice to be back. 
And uh, yeah, and now that my voice hold, held out for the whole thing, I feel way more confident doing more and getting back to doing my podcast, No Disclosure. So head to Asylum817.com for everything me, Strange Places, the YouTube channel, No Disclosure Related. All the social media links are there. And uh, yeah, uh, can't wait to see you. And my voice just literally cracked just now. I spoke too soon, didn't I? <laughs> no, I got my lemon juice. I'm good to go. So thanks for listening. And uh, shout out to the patrons. Shout out to everybody who's been really cool and really supportive and really sweet about this whole COVID thing. And uh, yeah, um, if you guys want to send out some prayers, don't worry about me. Send them to my girlfriend. She's uh, still battling it quite a bit. So I'll catch you guys later on the next episode of Strange Places. We'll see you on No Disclosure. And we'll see you on the SCP readings here on YouTube. Thanks for listening again. And uh, yeah, we will catch you next time. Because every town has a strange place. And maybe one day we'll visit yours. <laughs>